welcome to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck, and be more confident at 30. I'm really excited to introduce this week's episode. It is a guest interview with a very special guest, and we're talking about a topic that in 38 episodes of the Turning 30 podcast, we haven't really addressed yet, and that is sex. And I'm really excited to have this very juicy interview and to talk about something that we really need to be talking about when we're in our 30s as women, also as men, but I know most of my listeners are women and that's exactly the topic that we're talking about today is turning 30 and embracing your feminine power and embracing your feminine sexuality. But before we dive into the episode and I introduce today's guest, I just wanted to remind you all that if you hadn't already seen on my Instagram or from my newsletter that this week, if you are listening in real time, the doors have officially opened to my Reclaim Your 30s group program. And it's really, really exciting. Up until now, I've been working with one-on-one clients and I run my next chapter course and I've been doing amazing things for the Turning 30 community. But all of them have culminated in this amazing group program where I'm taking a select bunch of 15 women and we're going to mastermind together and support each other as single women in our 30s to live our best lives, a life that is truly authentic, to unlearn all of our limiting beliefs and what society tells us about where we should be until now and to really, really go out there and learn how we can just show up in the world in the way that we want to, that feels true to us, that feels authentic and feels aligned. I cannot wait for these applications to start coming in. So if this feels like something that's relevant for you, I've put the landing page with all of the details and the application form in the blurb to the podcast. So go and check it out now. Go and see if it's for you. This is your official invitation to join. I am really looking forward to the magic that's going to be when 15 amazing women come together and take control of their lives. I cannot wait to see you all there. And have you noticed that when I get excited talking about coaching or my clients or my group programs, I just say I'm really excited like 27 times all at the same time because that's the truth. I'm really excited and I keep going to finish the sentence and I have to just say one more time, oh, by the way, I'm really excited. So if you didn't already know, I am really excited. And you know what? It's fair enough because I have poured my soul into this and I honestly know that the results for all of you who are going to join are going to be honestly out of this world it's going to be game changing and I just cannot wait for another few episodes time of the podcast when I'll be doing a solo episode and telling all of you the amazing progress that my group coaching clients are making so if you want to be part of that if you want to be somebody who's mentioned on the podcast for making a big decision or making a huge change or taking a solo travel trip when you were nervous to do it or getting over that breakup when you thought that you couldn't or whatever it is that you're dreaming of, go and check the program out right now. And now it's time to introduce this week's guest, my friend and coach, Bianca Marzouk. Bianca is 
33 years old, she's a certified love and sexuality coach, a somatic therapist and jade egg and tantra teacher. She supports people to awaken and express their authentic sexual selves. Bianca believes that in our essence we are pleasure filled, impassioned and whole and that sexuality is the missing piece in personal development. Bianca lives in the jungle in Santa Teresa in Costa Rica where we met earlier this year and I was really on a journey of healing and self-discovery. I was just after my breakup when I went to Costa Rica and through a friend I was put in touch with Bianca and we had a beautiful coaching series together and I had to invite her onto the podcast to talk about some of the topics that me and her spoke about when we did our sessions together and share some of her wisdom. So welcome Bianca to the podcast. Hey Bianca and welcome to the Turning 30 podcast. Hey Emma love, so nice to see you. <laughs> I know, it's so nice to be reunited. So just for everyone listening to know, Bianca and I met in Costa Rica. How many months ago was it now? Like seven, eight months ago? Something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. And you were such an important part of my journey there. As I talk a lot about, and obviously you know the story, I went through a huge breakup last year. And when I came to Costa Rica I really started this healing process and you were a really big part of that for me I want obviously to explain to everybody what you do but I just also want to thank you before we even dive in for really helping me with the topic that we're talking about today which is turning 30 and embracing your feminine sexual expression so let's just start with yeah you explaining a little bit about what you do because I think that the term the word it's sexuality coach and you know the word tantra and all of these terms I think for most of my audience listening probably have never even come across these terms before so I'd love to just hear a little bit about you and your work and obviously I know already but just so everyone else can know what you what you do yeah I'm happy to share so I'm a coach for love and sexuality and I come from the world of somatic therapy so that's what my base is in if you will and somatic therapy is a modality that focuses on the connection between the body and the mind so it's really learning through the body it's um, also seeing the body as a separate entity rather than you know we're kind of brought up to believe that our bodies that everything is happening up here in our brains and that our bodies are these meat bags that we just like carry around and they need to look a certain way and react a certain way. And and in somatic therapy, we really, it's really all about honoring the wisdom of the body. So that's a very big part of my work. And I later on learned coaching specifically for sex, love and relationships, um, where I took a deep dive into Tantra and Taoism with my amazing teacher, Leila Martin. It's a very, very deep program. And I blend all of these modalities together. I also work a lot with the subconscious. I really believe that when it comes to long and sustaining transformation, that the subconscious really has to be a part of that because, you know, we we have all these ideas about where, who we want to be, what we want to achieve in life. But if we have these blocks in our subconscious that obviously as they're in the shadow we're not aware of them you know we'll often keep on meeting certain resistance in our lives we'll keep on making choices that are not entirely in alignment with what we really want so yeah that's a that's a really big part of it as well I work with mostly with women online and in person for people like you that come here to this lovely surfer town and yeah I work also with men here and there my heart really is with working with women and couples I really love you know big variety of of people and I just loved the fact that our paths crossed and it was really random actually how it happened because 
uh, I don't know if you know this, but I was living in a house with a friend, the two friends, but one of my friends had gone to the local health store and seen uh, a little, like a note that was on there with your number and that what you do and she was also going on her own journey had also just gone through a breakup and thought I'll do it and we actually met the day the, the first day we met was the day that she was just on her way to a session with you and I was like wow that sounds so interesting and I remember specifically I'm not even joking when I tell you this I remember being like I need a sexuality coach but I want to just meet Bianca because <laughs> I'm so interested I'm so interested to learn about this different type of coaching because as you know and as most of my clients who are listening or people who follow me know I'm a very cerebral coach so I'm very I don't coach like something very foreign to me and I just thought well I'm just really excited to meet somebody who's from a we work in the same industry and we work with the same almost the same niche in a way you know women who are wanting to make changes and making transformations but it was such a different method and I remember going into the first session being like oh it's just going to be a learning curve and then sitting there with you and then just being like crying (laughs) do you remember I was just crying like oh god I've got so much sexual healing to do because I think we all do right and we'll talk about that in a little bit but yeah it was just so I'm so uh, inspired and in awe of your work because it is still coaching, but it's it's really, really different to anything that I, you know, I've ever learned or done before. Yeah, yeah. For me, it really was in my own healing journey. I discovered that it has to include the body. Like in order for me to heal my PTSD that I was suffering from for so many years and to move, you know, into a life that is more in alignment with what I really wanted. I, at some point, it was so clear that I personally for my path, it was inevitable for me to work with the body. So yeah, it's, it makes sense that that is, that is what my focus would be for, you know, in the future. Yeah, yeah, no, I do love that. Okay, so let's dive in first. And obviously this is the Turning 30 podcast. So I want to kind of understand why do you think, it's such a leading question. Why do you think that turning 30 is a good age to start this exploration? Or almost in a way, what's the link between kind of coming into being into your 30s and maturing and growing older and embracing your feminine sexual ex- expression, like you learning to express it? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I think that any age is really good <laughs> to go into exploring your sexuality. But I do think there is a shift that happens in the end of the 20s and the beginning of the 30s. I don't exactly know why it is that way. And maybe you have a more insight around that. But there is something that happens in astrology. There's an explanation that's that return of Saturn or something. So it's it's that time where we come more into our power, where we come more into our confidence. And often what women experience is that, you know, there is more sex becomes less around focused on how do I look and am I pleasing my partner? Am I, you know, performing in a way that I've learned, you know, through porn or through, you know, movies or whatever. And it's more about like, what does it actually feel like inside of my body? And, you know, how can I use that energy in order to be more radiant more alive you know how can I take that energy and channel it into the other you know areas of my life I don't know if that answers your question but for me what's coming up I I mean of course I agree with you I feel like sex just becomes a very different topic Mm -hmm. as you go out of your 20s I do and it's I don't think it happens on the night of your you know the last day your 29th (laughs) birthday and then it starts on the 30th but I think there's a progression there and what was coming up for me when you were speaking is the word shame and I think that the social conditioning 
what that happens in your teenage years and then can really go over into your into your 20s and for some women it can carry over into until any age you know sometimes you no know, people don't ever shed it but it's that feeling of society making women feel shameful for wanting to express themselves and and be sexually free so i'd love to hear your thoughts on shame as a blocker for being yeah. able to discover yourself yeah so this is in my experience uh working with women this is the deepest the shame and the unworthiness that underlies these issues like the deeper we go into the subconscious there will always be these parts within women that we uncover up after you know a while of working together that are like feeling that their sexual expression is very shameful and that they're not worthy of the pleasure that's in some way even the deepest is that unworthiness of love unworthiness of being you know a sexually expressed human this deep feeling of i don't deserve to feel this the orgasm the bliss the the ecstasy that is actually available to us and it really is something that starts in very very young years and i mean there are so many different factors that influence the shame but it's you know religious it's cultural it's social there is you know all this pressure for women to look a certain way and then also the shame is in some way there's the shame to you know you're not supposed to be a slut right but then at the same time you're also not supposed to be prude or you know it's like there's like in some way women growing up can't really be okay ever you know no matter what yeah this mixed messages from everywhere exactly like you say you've got some people saying one thing some people saying another exactly like you said and we internalize all of it all of it yeah and and i was actually going to ask you and you already got onto it you know where is where is the shame where is this deep unworthiness coming from and as you said it's coming from messages all around us from our religious upbringing our cultural upbringing our family right and i think that's something that we've discussed in the past is that it's really important to actually look at your the way that your family generationally speaking right not even just your parents but how does your family approach this topic have you been conditioned from a really young age to just keep quiet about sex was your family open so do you see this a lot with clients that it's all links to the family absolutely absolutely and you know it's also something that often you know people come to me and they will be like actually i'm not experiencing what i want to experience sexually but i've not experienced any trauma there's nothing there i don't know what it's about and then when we go in there then we re- then these memories start coming up so the subconscious starts to throw up these things that it feels like okay now you're ready to digest this part so now you can look at this right so then there's this memory coming up let's say of you know a child like touching themselves and their mom like just you know reacting kind of tense and shocked and that is something that it might seem like it's a really small thing but on the body it has a really strong effect because our parents they equal safety for us they equal survival right they are everything for us in that age and if they have a reaction to that what happens is that our brain is like oh okay this is not safe this is not good this means i'm not worthy of love and i have to not this part of me is not okay so i have to suppress it right and another thing also that i think we underestimate is how are our parents connected to their own bodies how are they re- relating to their own sexuality because that is something that their bodies show and that our bodies read it's like the energy that they yeah. give off about themselves we yeah. we've absorbed yes. and it's funny it's interesting for me this conversation actually because when i ask myself oh where does my ability to express my feminine sexuality come from 
I instantly think of losing virginity and my teenage years and kind of my early 20s and those what what in my head like the sexual exploration years and it's actually really interesting because I think not enough people think back to what you're talking about which is even like when you were three years old and like you said your mother you know Mm -hmm like smacked you for touching yourself or something so what would you recommend for somebody who is listening to this and wants to come into awareness and explore this this side of themselves yeah so I would recommend a very conscious self-pleasure practice where you really go into communication with your yoni where you you create a sacred space, a safe space for yourself to go into that connection. And it's really the focus is to build a relationship with her, to see, to ask her, what is it that she's feeling? What is it that she wants? You know, to go and really see her as an individual being, if you will, that that is part of your body and that has her own experience in this life. That's definitely something that I would recommend like to do that on a regular regular basis and really check in and ask her because the more you build that relationship, the more she will tell you what's up, the more she'll tell you what she needs and you know what's going on. And is that a way also to just become aware of this patterns like the the conditioning? Is it like through this that you can start to understand your relationship with yourself? Do you feel like that's also yes. connected? Mm -hmm. I think so, because if the more that we go into that original, if you will, expression of our sexuality, that innocent expression of of our sexuality that was there before all of these ideas around what sex actually means was put into our mind and into our reality. When we go into that and we feel we connect to that energy, I think it's from that place. It's it's a great perspective to look at, oh, is this actually in alignment with that? Or do I still, maybe I, maybe we do want to continue expressing ourselves in that particular way, but maybe not this, right? So what I always say in my coaching processes is that it's really, it's because people come to me and they want to learn all these things and it's great. There's a lot to learn, but it's so much more about unlearning. It's so much more about unlearning because it's about coming back to that original essence that is within all of us. That's nothing that anyone can teach you, you know, it's, it's just there. And from there, all the answers are there, basically. And so would you say unlearning, the biggest part of unlearning is taking action before even necessarily trying to actively go and learn something and read something from a textbook or something from a post? Is that what you're saying? Like the unlearning comes from starting with action and then seeing what comes up? Yeah, the unlearning comes from listening to your body, going inward and allowing the layers to peel off, like allowing all of that conditioning to shed. Well, and this is why I love meeting you so much because do you remember in our sessions you were telling me this and I'd be like, no, 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 but I need you to just send me like, send me a worksheet. (laughs) I would be like, Bianca, please, can you just send me a worksheet so I can study it? And you were like, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not your homework. You need to self-pleasure. And I was like, no, 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 no. I need to read something. And my inner geek was coming out. So for everyone listening who's feeling resistance to the, to the advice, then I think, you know, it's normal because we, our brains want to learn. We want to know, we want knowledge. That's how it works. And that's, I mean, and don't get me wrong, that can get you a certain level of understanding, but it's not going to actually see the real change. Yeah, we need to have the embodied part as well, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So something I really wanted to, I guess, pick your brains on and just bring to my audience today is the definition of and an explanation about feminine energy. So as I was just explaining to you before we got on the call just now, I don't know if it's just 
coincidence and it's something that my mind has been attuned to and then I'm kind of seeing all the evidence around me but for me for some reason on my Instagram at the moment maybe it's the algorithm everywhere I look people are talking about feminine energy how to date with feminine energy how to embrace feminine energy talking I see posts about it all the time and I know a lot of my clients have also brought it up with me so let's presume that everyone here who's listening doesn't know what that means right they think feminine energy just means being a woman or identifying as a woman which obviously we, <laughs> you know it's not so can you just give a really kind of a, an explanation of what it means to be in feminine energy and also then we can talk a bit about the opposite of that to be a masculine energy um, and then we're going to dive into that topic and, and pick it a little bit yes yes i'm super happy to so well the first thing that i want to say and you already kind of mentioned that in a side note is that feminine energy and masculine energy have nothing to do with gender or with sexual orientation or with bodies or anything like that it's it's an energy and feminine energy i think is also often misinterpreted in the sense that and that has a lot to do with patriarchy obviously also is that you know femininity is being weak it's being quiet it's being you know like always saying yes to everything and the more that I work with women and the more that I connect to my own you know feminine energy I've given birth twice and you know also just seeing that expressed in women and in men I find I've come to believe that feminine energy is the most powerful force there is and if I would if I was to describe it the difference between masculine and energy and feminine energy is maybe one of them would be that feminine energy is it's more chaotic it's it's like it sees many things at the same time while masculine energy is i want i'm here and i'm i'm going there like it's goal oriented feminine energy is receptive there is a softness there is a gentleness to it but there's so much power in it so it's gentle but it's not weak it's like i said it's very very powerful there's different different systems to look at it there's um the taoist system where you see yin and yang and then there is there is the tantric system where it's Shiva and Shakti. So in the tantric tradition, it is said that Shiva is masculine energy, which is that deep presence. It's that consciousness that we go into in meditation. And Shakti, the feminine, is everything that is manifested in this world. So it's that very chaotic energy. And something something that's very interesting that I observe when coaching couples is that with people that more identify or more connect to the masculine energy, have more of that in their system, what they would want to do is they, they always want to bring things into peace and into rest. So what can happen is that in a conversation, the tone of talking between a couple, the, the, the feminine part of the couple would say something like la 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 and then the guy would say something like da 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 done like they always it's like bringing things back into rest bringing bring things back into silence and the feminine is like it's creating a lot of movement so when i work with women that want to explore more of their feminine essence you know we go into communication we go into connection with the feminine quality within them and we allow the feminine to speak through them and then from that place we find certain actions that they can then take to more embody that aspect in their lives and while it is very different you know from person to person there are things that that people have in common which is that the feminine likes art the feminine likes dance, it likes expression, it likes colors, it likes being radiant. 
it loves, you know, like these sensual movements. And, you know, when working with people on embodying more of their masculine qualities, which I also do often with women because we need that very much as well to get things, you know, going in our lives. It will be things like, you know, putting boundaries and deciding what it is that I want in my life and then going and doing the things, like sticking to your goals. So for someone who's listening now and wants to know what energy they're in, right? Because I think a lot of people didn't even know before that the feminine and masculine energy is something that people have both both sides of within them (laughs) how can you tell what you have more of or is it always fluid and dynamic and changing or is it kind of you know you've developed like we were talking about before you've been socially conditioned and you've picked up and learned all these practices and then somebody can come and come to you a client can come to you and say okay Bianca I'm really in my masculine energy now as a woman (laughs) you know how can someone tell yeah, so 100%, it, it's hard to really see that because we have these blind spots, right? Because this is how I am. This is how I always was. This is how the world is for me, right? But there is, uh, there are certain things that you can feel. So for example, if you're a woman and you're very much in your masculine energy, there will be a kind of hardness, right? There will be a lack of fluidity. So every individual has their specific amount of feminine energy and masculine energy. And what happens is that you can be out of balance. So maybe one person has a lot of masculine energy, but that's exactly right for them. That feels right for them. They're in alignment. Their their life feels perfect in that sense, right? But for another person, that specific mix of these two energies is not. So you know that you're not really in balance if you feel that there's something not it's kind of off right you feel that you you know maybe you're suppressing your creative side or maybe you're you're people pleasing a lot right if you're like very much in your feminine energy and you're suppressing your masculine energy you'll have very weak boundaries you'll you know people please things like that you'll not get things done so um it's kind of feeling into these qualities and also looking at different areas of your life because interestingly, like for example, a person can be very much in their masculine when they're doing sport, right? And then they come home to their partners and then they switch into their feminine again, right? And also within a relationship, the partners switch in and out of these qualities a lot. So it's not like one partner is all the time in their masculine energy and the other one in their feminine. It's also, you know, sometimes the feminine partner is more, you know, taking action and like switching into that role of the masculine. And I think that it is within that change of this dynamic where the relationship becomes really hot and interesting. Yeah. Wow. I want to go down the route of talking about, and I know we didn't, I didn't mention this to you, but talking about feminine and masculine energy in dating okay for example mm-hmm. or in relationships anything with this kind of the dynamic because yeah. I recently interviewed someone on the podcast who made quite a bold statement that they said 97% of men are in their masculine energy and don't want a woman who's in her masculine energy that's a very kind of it was like a blanket statement and do you believe that to be true because this is very contradictory to what we're talking about here which is that it's fluid and it's changing and it's kind of like a dance that you play and you can go in between so do you think that men are predominantly in their masculine energy or is that just like a kind of a stereotype 
I think that they are very much conditioned to be in their masculine energy and they are a lot. And I think that when they do have a chance to not be in their masculine energy and they have a chance to go into that softer feminine aspect of them, that it's really healing and really powerful and really beautiful for them and that they enjoy it a lot. So I think that, you know, if you talk about dating, I think that and this is not something that I like to do to like give dating tips in this sense. But if I had to, I would say like play with it, go in and out of it, go into your like very sensual feminine alluring energy and then also in your more like decisive you know take an energy of more taking control and I think that that would be the person that you know the that men would be most drawn to because they would feel like this person I'm going to experience a lot with this person like it's going to be really interesting and I think that that actually also can be something that really can trigger infatuation with a person when you see like all these different facets you know if you think about also the other way around you're going on a date and there's this man and yeah he's in his masculine energy but then every once in a while there's this really beautiful softness that comes from his eyes and like he like touches you like in this really sensual soft way like that can be such a turn on right you don't want that guy to always just be like super you know it's nice to have that little like play with the energies yeah and I really like this explanation of how it's not like you should be one way and that you should be the other and it has to be almost like the push and pull it's changing and I love the fact that you said like it's it's all aspects of you that can become attractive or that is attractive to another person it's not just like Okay, because that that makes it so much more expressive, right? And this is again linked to what we're talking about here, which is feminine expression. Like, how can you express yourself? And it's such a big part of that, from what I'm, if I'm understanding correctly, what you're saying is to not suppress your masculine side and not just yes. bring out your feminine side. It's to find this mm-hmm. kind of balance and dynamic between the both of them. Is that correct? Yes, that's absolutely correct. And then there's also, you know, something that I don't know how much time we have to go into that, but something that is really interesting are the archetypes. Right. So within the feminine, there are these different archetypes and the archetypes, it's a bit of a, you know, more of a complicated topic, but it's basically the idea is that they are patterns of consciousness that we can all access. So, for example, one archetype is the queen. Everybody knows how the queen will sit on a table, how she will talk, how she will hold her body. Right. And basically, there are endless amount of archetypes because they come from the subconscious, collective subconscious, which is a bit of a you know difficult topic to go into. We don't really have the time here. But what I'm trying to get to is that even within the feminine, there are very masculine archetypes. So for example, the archetype of the warrior goddess, right? That will be you know someone that like owns her femininity, but in a very masculine way, right? So there's the maiden, which is a very innocent energy. It's like super, super soft and super, you know, receptive. And all of these different archetypes, they can be, you know, in their power and they can also be in their shadow. So, you know, the maiden can be, you know, very sweet and innocent, but at the same time, she can be very dependent and needy, right? Or the lover, the archetype of the lover, which is something that, you know, a lot of women are in because that's what we're conditioned to be in. So the the archetype of the lover will be like very sensual and sexual and beautiful. And, but then the, the shadow of that will be like needing that attention from men and being manipulative and, you know, doing things like that. So I think the archetypes are a very powerful tool to work with the feminine energy within us and to show how many facets that energy actually has. 
Yeah, and I've never actually dived into these archetypes before. I'm aware of them. Like I've seen people posting about them and I've just actually started reading The Woman Who Run With Wolves, which is about the wild mm. woman archetype. Mm. I mean, when I say started reading, I've read the first page. <laughs> so we're very, we're very <laughs> at the beginning. But uh, I think it's amazing for me just to hear about this because it's breaking this perception in my head that I know I have that feminine energy has to always be soft and what we would typically describe as feminine. And I think that it's a really Mm -hmm. new perception to think of feminine Mm -hmm. energy as something much, much stronger. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that you're mentioning the wild woman because that is something that we all hunger for so much to express that. And we have such deep fear to go into that archetype, thinking that, you know, we won't be loved, we won't be accepted. You know, that comes from thousands of years of trauma of women, you know, of witches being haunted and, you know, all of that. But interestingly, men very much crave for that kind of energy as well, you know, to feel that from women. Yeah. You know, something that I think is happening today, the new age especially, Mm -hmm. you know, our generation and below is that, you know, people, and I'm going to really maybe be general here and you can correct me if I'm wrong, women are exploring more. They're getting to know the archetypes. They're getting to know what the difference is between feminine energy. They're talking more about sexuality. And you mentioned already that men are socially conditioned more to be in their masculine. Do you see Mm -hmm. a shift with men? Like I know obviously you're working with couples and you do sometimes work with men. Or do you think that men are kind of a little bit behind in this awakening so to speak yes yes so from what i'm experiencing i can say that yes there is a tendency for men to be a little bit behind in this and i think that that really has a lot to do with them being conditioned to suppress their emotions and you know not connect to what is really going on within themselves and i also think that it really stems from the effects of patriarchy because for so long men just didn't have to work on themselves at all You know, we were really like, we've gone through so much hardship that, you know, we've really had to do a lot to survive and to, you know, be strong and grow. And I think that also, yeah, I mean, there there are so many possible explanations, but I think that I definitely also see a shift in men. Like there's a lot of men that reach out to me online and, you know, want to work with me and just have questions, just, you know, want to learn about Tantra, want to be better. So I think both, I think they're behind and I think that they also are, you know, catching up slowly. There is a shift happening for sure. I believe in men. Yes. I also, I also want to, we want every, we want, we want to believe in all the divine man waking up. Okay. Amazing. So let's go back to the topic of the feminine energy and I guess the feminine expression. So let's just say, I I mean, I'm going to do it hypothetically as if we didn't do this eight months ago when we first met, but let's just say a client came to you and said to you, oh, I would like to explore my... (laughs) myself and my feminine energy just like I did where where would I start and let's get really like practical I know you've already mentioned uh, self-pleasure as one big thing and I know that's something that you teach as part of your practice but what else because I remember I have I actually have a notebook which I refer back to with loads of different points of what you can do to really awaken in that feminine energy within you so I'd love if you could just share some tips for the listeners yeah Yeah, so one of them I would say is definitely go back into your experience with the feminine from when you grew up and from there, looking at all the different roles in your life, all of your mother, your grandmother and people around you and kind of feeling into what are the messages that you got? What are the things that you've come to believe around what it means to be feminine? What it doesn't mean to be feminine? You know, really taking a look at that and then, you know, exploring 
what is it within you? How does that manifest in your life? That's definitely one thing that, you know, it would be a beautiful way to start with. Something, a, a practice that I love to give to women when we work on that specific topic is to go and explore who are the women in your life or even, you know, celebrities, uh, whoever, that embody a feminine expression that you want to embody as well and use them as, you know, expanders for your sexual energy. We can, the same as we take on these things from when we are little, we can choose role models that we want to, and we can just take a little bit of their essence and try it on, you know? I think a lot is, you know, has to do with expression. So really exploring how does this energy express through you specifically as an individual? How does it express through, you know, the way that you speak, the way that you move, the way that you address even, you know, like really allowing it to, to utilize you for beauty because it is, you know, it is such a beautiful expression, that energy. I mean, there's so many different things and it really depends on, you know, the person and what they specifically need. I don't really remember what else we did. It's so long ago. Do you remember? I remember a big thing for me, and it's something that I've been constantly working on in the past year, is intuition. And that was mm-hmm. something that you really helped me with, is to follow, mm-hmm. to listen more to my intuition. And obviously, as I've said already, I'm very someone, I'm someone very cerebral, I'm in my head a lot, like I'm very, you know, can mull over things a lot and not be in my body as much. And I've really started to want to listen more to intuition. So I remember you giving some great advice about you know, just doing what you feel like doing. So not, mm-hmm. I guess I say it to myself as not doing what I should do and doing what I just feel like doing in the moment. And that sometimes was, you know, really listening to my body and being like, oh, right now I just want to walk. I remember you saying to this, like be on the beach and just be like, oh, I just want to walk over there and explore that area. So maybe you can talk a little bit more about intuition and how that can also play a part in expression. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that's a really good point. Intuition is a huge part. And I think that, you know, one thing that I've encountered is that, yes, when it comes to achieving things, the masculine can be really, you know, effective and and powerful. But the thing is that intuition, what happens, for example, is that, you know, if you have that little voice that says like, maybe you shouldn't like, you know, write that workshop right now, but maybe you should go to that cafe. And I don't know why, but maybe, you know, just go there. And then you go there and you meet like an amazing person that you create something super beautiful with in the end, you know? So it's like, it can really be a time bender. You know, it can, it can, it can really... Um, propel you forward in, in ways that you you might have never you know dreamed of so yeah the intuition aspect is that that one is a really powerful one another thing is also um following your cycle you know embracing your menstruation and learning about your cycle knowing when you're ovulating you know really fully embodying that cyclical nature of your body i think that that that's a really powerful thing connecting to the moon because you know that's that's what what moves the liquids within us your breasts you know no matter what you know the size or shape or you know no matter even if you don't have any breasts at all but you identify as feminine your energetic breasts they're like an extension of your heart center and massaging your breasts connecting to your breasts it feels like the more that you activate them they feel like these antennas that we have that we walk around through life with and when you really hold them in that way and connect to the world from them that really brings you into your feminine energy 
Yeah. Wow. So many, so many amazing practical things to actually get started with, to explore it. Mm. And I also just thought of one that I don't even know if we, we discussed this at the time, but something for me, and I don't know if this is really, I know that it's very personal and individual to each person, but something that's really helped me this year is sisterhood, is Mm. really connecting Mm. very deeply with other women. And it was a very, very big part of my Costa Rica journey, actually, that I was living with my two friends who also were your clients it was actually hilarious because all three of us would have (laughs) back-to-back coaching sessions with you so it would be like you would come to our villa and it would be like one room this and then the next room and then the next room and we were obviously all working on completely different things and we had different uh, goals and you were just all of our coaches and our favorite thing to do in the evening was to just open a bottle of wine and sit on our terrace and we would just talk and we would have really powerful conversations about things that for me anyway I felt were taboo before I was in in this situation Mm -hmm. I would we would talk about sex and things that we probably for me anyway would have been ashamed to speak about with someone unless I was very 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 close to them and this brought us so much closer together and it made me feel so proud of being a woman and it made me feel so feminine so is that also something that you would suggest because it's something that just happened very naturally for me and it was an amazing amazing part of this exploration Oh my God, absolutely. Actually, when you're mentioning this, I can't believe that I didn't think about that because that's one of the most powerful ways to come into your feminine essence. And, you know, like women coming together, I've held um, uh, women sisterhood circles here in Santa Teresa. And what I found is coming together with women in a non-competitive because that's another effect of patriarchy is that competitiveness that we that we are you know taught to have with other women like who's more beautiful who's more this who's more that when all of that falls away and we just come together and we just hold space for one another we listen to each other and we just unconditionally support each other it is so beautiful and so fulfilling on such a deep level it like it has brought me to tears multiple times and we learn so much from each other yeah again just reiterating the same point it's been such an important part of my year because when before I was in this relationship sisterhood was something that I never really thought about it just didn't feature in my life and then going outside of that and having this huge goal of I want to meet like-minded women and I didn't realize it at the time until I then went on this journey and went to Costa Rica and worked with you and started to say okay how can I express my feminine energy more that I realized just how powerful it can be when other women come together in a productive Mm. way Mm -hmm. and I think Mm -hmm. that just going back to the topic of being in your 30s is that a lot of women in their 30s who aren't on this journey yet and who you know this is all new to them do feel threatened by other women and have struggle with Mm. friendships and they feel like they can't have these conversations so Mm. I hope that you know the work that me and you do also you're launching courses I'm launching groups you know we're really you run goddess circles and you know ceremonies and everything I think it's so important to provide these platforms for people for women specifically to meet other women in a really non-threatening way Yes, to create that safe container. Absolutely. And also for men, like I've gone to speak at men's circles and I was so touched by the space that they were holding for one another and just the fact that they came together in a circle like that. So yeah, just just for you and the listeners, that's happening too. <laughs> Amazing. I'm so I'm really I'm happy to hear that and I, I love it. Well, we're coming to the end of our time together. Is there anything else, like any other advice or anything else you want to share about this topic of feminine sexual expression yeah I think another thing that we haven't really touched on is you know our hearts opening our hearts connecting to self-love you know connecting to the love 
that we have for other women for the feminine itself. So a practice that I really love to do with my clients sometimes is just to imagine the inner feminine, their inner feminine standing in front of them. And she will look in various ways when you imagine her. She might look like a woman, she might look like an energy, but just imagining that that feminine essence standing in front of you and breathing her essence into your heart and breathing love from your heart to her. It's a really powerful practice to do. And I think that, you know, being in your feminine has so much to do with unconditional love. So the more that we practice that, the more that we open our hearts for ourselves, for others, the more we will be in that energy. And how do you think self-worth plays into that? Do you think that's the same thing? It's just being in your worthiness, the same thing, like the love is connected to how, how worthy you feel, how deserving you feel to receive it. Yeah, how worthy you feel to be loved. Mm -hmm. wow yeah I love that well thank you so so much obviously it's been amazing to have these conversations I've really missed working with you and it's been so nice to to reunite I Uh, miss you too (laughs) I will hopefully I'm coming back to Costa Rica in January well I'm I'm putting it here so it's actually official I'm holding myself accountable but I really would like to come back so of course we if we do we'll, we'll be meeting up but in the meantime Can you just give some information about where our listeners can find out more about you and about your, you know, your coaching and just so that they can go and search you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Bianca Marzouk, M-A-R-Z-O-U-K. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Also, BiancaMarzouk.com is my website. Amazing. So I will put that in the uh, show notes um, and make sure to link everything. And really just thank you so much because this is actually a really different episode to anything I've ever actually recorded before. And I know that's just because this is also a new part of my journey. So when I was doing the podcast up until now, it wasn't even something I would think of. So I really, really hope that everyone listening has probably learned so much. And I also have learned so much from you in the past year. So thank you very much for all the work that you do. And I'll see you soon. Thank you so much.